Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The perfect setting for my candlelight suppers with full silver service and hand-thrown after-dinner mints. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping Up Appearances, the luxury podcast. This is the companion podcast for exploring the world of Hyacinth Bouquet in the hit BBC sitcom Keeping Up Appearances. My name's Jonathan Vernon-Smith and with me, still enjoying leftovers from the Outdoors Indoors Luxury Barbecue, is William Hansen. Mm, yeah, hello. Jonathan and I, a bit of acting. Jonathan and I. Is <laughs> that a bit of drumstick stuck between your teeth? <laughs> yes. Jonathan and I are here because, as you know, we absolutely love Hyacinth Bouquet and her world in Keeping Up Appearances, and we want you to enjoy the sitcom as much as we do. Now, in each episode of this luxury podcast, William and I take you through an episode of Keeping Up Appearances, delving deep into the world of the bouquets. Today is the fifth episode of the fourth series. Now, do take us through the synopsis, please, William. This is as written in It's Bouquet, Not Bucket by Harold Snow, producer-director of the series. Now a collector's item, it's rare, and this is what he has to say. Richard has to go to the local police station to retrieve Daddy, whilst Hyacinth enlists Elizabeth's assistance to continue her search for a suitable country retreat. In the light of his experience of their previous search for a property, Richard is very concerned that Hyacinth is going to show too much interest in something out of their league, which, when he eventually meets up with her, turns out, at first glance, to be exactly what she is doing. A marvellous episode. I don't feel as if that synopsis really did it to justice. No. Now, it's interesting you say that. Why? I'm not convinced about this episode. Really? Mm. Oh, I love this one. Okay. For a multitude of reasons. Slightly weak ending, but we'll get to that. Yes, we will. We'll... But I think there are some marvellous moments in this. We, of course, begin at Wayne Elm. Yes. Where a policeman has arrived in mm. Hyacinth's drive. Yes, and he has a little chat with Elizabeth, doesn't he? Yes. At first, before Hyacinth realises and then whips him inside. Yes, she grabs him and then, of course, opens the front door and puts his shoes outside. <laughs> but she's horrified at the thought of a policeman being at her front door. Yes. Do you think most policemen today would go along with taking your shoes off? 
No, I don't think. However forceful the hostess was. I don't think police are. Actually, do you know what? I, I say that. But I think when I last had a police officer in my house, I'm fairly sure he took his shoes off. Oh, and really? I didn't ask him. I wouldn't, because okay. you know me, I think it's common. Yes. But I think he just, without even asking, he took it off. Oh, that's... Took them off. <laughs> <laughs> and then he took it off. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is going to change the subject. I think I know the answer to this, and we probably can't go into it. Why did you have a policeman around in your house, was it? Oh, I've had a police officer in my house a few times, actually. Oh. The oh, same yes. one or different ones? No, it's always the same one. Oh. Yes, PC Onion. PC Onion? Yes, PC Onion. He's my local police officer. And he uh, he pops around from time to time when he wants to review my cameras. Because <laughs> I have a very expensive security system, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Yes, now you're jumping ahead to Series 5, but yes. I do. I have a very, very expensive security system. If you can get past the electric fence, <laughs> then every single move is captured by camera. Wow. And, of course, from time to time... Some some kind of bad behaviour occurs and the local Hertfordshire constabulary yep. they want to use my camera footage. So I've had PC onion in my in my study many a time. I'll be honest with you. Watch the footage, officer, and that's Shalot. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I'm always rather I'm I always quite like having a police car outside my house. But do you not worry what the neighbours think? No. No, I like the fact that I think it just shows that I, I'm on first name terms and they're able to pop into my house anytime they want. When PC Onion, or indeed any other member of Hertfordshire Constabulary, leave your property, do you get them to smile when they leave? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Just in case the neighbours worry. We'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. But in the meantime, um, it transpires the police officer has arrived at Hyacinth's house because Daddy, it would appear, has been arrested mm. because he was on sentry duty outside the mayor's office. If Daddy's been doing anything, it'll be in the nation's best interests. And do you know what I, again, I'd, the question I would love to ask Dame Patricia... In, and, and whether this was an acting choice or subliminal, but obviously Dad has been doing sentry duty. But then Hyacinth, when she is talking inside to the police officer and to Richard, is literally doing sentry duty herself, going back and forward, back and forward. She paces, doesn't yeah. she? She's very stressed. So I wonder whether, you know, she is copying her father Judith. subliminally or consciously. And whether, again, you know me, I sometimes overthink this, these things. Really? Uh, yes. Yeah. But I, I wonder if that was an acting choice. Well... I think she's just so horrified, isn't she, at the thought of people seeing a police officer arriving in her house mm. and assuming that maybe she's done something wrong. Anyway, she hasn't. Daddy's been arrested. And she's worried it'll make the papers. <laughs> yes. Because, of course, they are the local celebrities. Yeah, exactly, big celebrities. Yeah. Uh, quick scene with Liz and Emmett yeah. uh, before we then cross straight back to, to Hyacinth, who, as you say, mm. she's panicking, she's pacing up and down. She says Richard's going to have to go and pick Daddy up because she's got to go out and look at property. So she's not that concerned. No, 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 no. no. Richard can go and deal with it. Give him my love and make sure he doesn't play his bugle in confined spaces. And then, of course, she that's when she gets the, to the part that you were alluding to earlier where mm. she wants the police officer to leave the house with a broad smile on his face. To show that nothing is wrong. It, exactly. So she gets the police officer... <laughs> And then Richard to rehearse a broad smile. <laughs> it's a nice scene, isn't it? Yeah, because neither. I think if I said to you, "Smile on cue," 
Yeah, exactly. It's going to look forced. Jonathan's just done a very funny movement with his face. Have you ever had a police officer in your house? In, uh, in Manchester when I lived up there. Oh, oh, that was when you had those awful neighbours. Yes, oh, I and I had to have that. ASBAT around, the Antisocial Behaviour Action Team. Wow. Mm. And were the police officers armed? Because I do like an armed police officer. Uh, they, ha- they, had, they had large equipment around their waist. Right. Yeah, um, one male, one female. I'd, um, if I ever become Prime Minister, mm. which let's be honest, when? you know. At ex- this rate. Exactly. I mean, it's it's only maybe a few months away. Yeah. Uh, I will have every police officer routinely armed with a taser mm. and all, all criminals will be routinely tasered. Yes, you are a great believer in a, in a taser. I do. Yes, I'd taser everyone. I'd like to have a taser myself. What would you taser people for? That they're not already tasered? Everything. For? Everything. Okay. When I was on my way here today mm. to record this luxury episode, um, I was following a man who gave me the finger. I'd taser him. <laughs> Why did he give you the finger? He gave me the finger because he could see that I was getting irritable, that he was taking so long to pull out of a junction, because he wasn't concentrating. So when he pulled out, he turned around, he opened the window, and he stuck his finger out like that at me. Oh. I'd taser him. Yeah. In the finger. <laughs> Even though he's driving a car? Yes. Okay. No problem. Well, that's... Vote for Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) For justice. (laughs) The votes will come pouring in. So the police officer comes out of the house and, unfortunately, Elizabeth is in the front garden. Yes, I, I do like the fact that she brushes down the woodwork. Yes, I think does he slightly lean on the woodwork? Yeah, she uses her sleeve yes. to wipe the wipe the door frame that he's lent on to put his shoes back on. Of course, yeah, she's only made work for herself. Uh, and of course, Hyacinth she wants Elizabeth to believe that he's a family friend, so she says, "Oh, he's a family friend." I, I like that moment where she she looks after him and she goes, "Bye!" Down the road, as he <laughs> and she disappears. rather overdoes her hand gestures with Elizabeth when she's talking. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We cross to the other side of town, Daisy and Onslow in bed, again following the pattern that we're all very familiar with at the start of an episode. Father's gone again, Daisy and Rose are worried, Um, Onslow's not doing much, he's eating crisps in bed. That's right. Which is disgusting. Do you eat anything in bed? No, I do not. No. No food allowed upstairs in my house at all. If you're ill? No, never. No. No, I'd have to starve. Would you have a, a polo mint? Uh, yes, I wouldn't be adverse to a sucky sweet. Okay. Should I need a sucky sweet? But nothing with crumbs. No. I wouldn't even, not even a tea or coffee upstairs, no, I don't. I don't get when people go, oh, I love it when my girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever, brings me a cup of tea or mm. coffee in bed. No, I'm with you. No. Get out. Exactly. Bed should be crumb and any kind of remnant of tea or coffee free. Exactly. So we don't like that. We don't. Two things about the Daisy and Onslow bedroom scene, which again, normally you and I, we skirt over, because let's be honest, we're like most people listening to this podcast, we're here for Hyacinth. Hyacinth, yeah. Um, two things. The, if you watch again, and I need to go back and watch an earlier episode, there is a, so the door that into the bedroom that Rose often comes through, there seems, obviously when, when this scene starts, that door is open. Um, but there seems to be a door behind that door because you can see a frame, and I'm not convinced that that door's ever been there before. I think a, a new door. The door has... on the other side of the the corridor. No, because the door opens in. No, so it's it's a door on the same wall that the entry door is on. Really? Yeah. And there's suddenly another frame which never gets used. 
Oh, oh, it's it's in the next episode as well. Oh, I'll have to watch that. The other thing to notice when you rewatch, and the more I watch these for these uh, episodes of our podcast, the more I notice this, Daisy whips back the bed covers to get Onslow out of bed. And as she does that, she clearly whips a bit too far to reveal Jeffrey Hughes slash Onslow's red underwear. Yeah. To which he puts the paper over because it's gone a bit too far and if you look at daisy and mary miller but mary miller in particular they lose it because it was not meant that was not meant to happen oh really and they're really and then she sort of mary miller then sort of laughs and then manages to get back into character and not laugh so it's a it's a nice little moment i shall go back and watch yeah hyacinth why don't we postpone looking at properties until tomorrow richard you know how much I'm looking forward to finding our second home in the country. Talking of bedrooms, yes. we cross to Hyacinth and Richard's bedroom. Hyacinth is looking at brochures. Mm. Property brochures, not holiday brochures this time. Yeah. Um, and have you noticed I had to freeze frame? Yes, I noticed you tweeted. Yes, I freeze framed it because I wanted to properly inspect the properties that she was looking at. One, which looks like a huge country pile in Ashby St. Ledger. Oh. In Northampton. Smart. Um, and then there's also what looks like a very nice kind of country house in Bedford. Oh. So very much focusing her search on the area that I cover on the radio, which I, th- I thought was rather nice. She could have been a listener. She could. I would imagine Hyacinth would have been a listener. Yes. Definitely would be one of my listeners, but probably one of my callers. Yes. One of my regular callers. I think she is, isn't she? <laughs> I've got a few like her. That's true. Richard's so worried hmm. that she's going off looking at these properties on her own because he's so worried she's going to buy something expensive. Yeah, and uh, he, he, in the meantime, is being entrusted to do a secret mission. And Hyacinth then produces these comedy glasses for Richard to wear and to pair for Daddy. Incredibly conspicuous. I draw more attention to them. They've got to be in disguise. Yeah. Because ultimately Daddy Daddy's been arrested. So yeah. they can't allow anybody to see that he's coming out of a police station. Um Hyacinth calls Elizabeth um to ask her to please drive her into the country to look at places. Would you ever think of buying a place in the country? I mean, you have a very exclusive property mm. in London. Yeah. Would you ever think of buying a little place in the country? I'd consider it, but I would just worry about the faff of getting there. And you'd waste so much time going. Which depends how far away. Yeah. I mean, if you were to look at Ashby St. Ledger's or maybe Bedfordshire. Yeah. You know, I'm sure I could help you find a very nice little property within an hour's drive of London. Well, at the moment, yeah, but then if, if it's within an hour's drive, what's the point? Because it would be a perfect pace, place for you to have a candlelit supper with a... a ploughman's soiree. With a ploughman's soiree. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Put a little bit of a country bent on it. <laughs> <laughs> no need to be rude. Hi. I like the fact that Hyacinth, when she's briefing Richard with the comedy glasses, yeah. she clearly doesn't trust her own home because she shuts the sitting room door as if there are people in the sitting room listening. So funny. But as she goes to do that, again, eagle-eyed Hanson, you can see the set through the, the wall, sort of where the, the cameras would go. Yeah. When we normally have a sitting room scene, obviously there's, there's no wall, so you can see whatever's through. So if you watch it, it's a bit of a bit of a bad shot. Richard is so worried that she's going to go off and buy something that they can't afford. And I, I love the line when he says, 
you know, you're going to buy something we can't afford. And she says, Richard, when have I ever presented you with something we can't afford? And he says, well, Sheridan for starters. Yes. And in my sort of uh, sticking up for the women uh, thing, well, Richard was responsible for that as well, 50%. So, mm. you know, don't blame Hyacinth. Well, that, that's very true. Uh, Liz is driving Hyacinth in the Metro, in the Austin Metro. Did you notice I sent you a link the other day that there was a genuine white Austin Metro for sale? Yes. I think my husband might kill me if I bought that. Oh, come on. Can you imagine driving to your new place in the country in a white Austin Metro? (laughs) Wouldn't it be marvellous? If it was a Rover 216, I would... Well, that would have rusted away. There won't be much (laughs) left of it. Anyway, um, Liz wants to know why Richard isn't driving her. Yes. He's off on executive business. What sort of property are you interested in, Hyacinth? Oh, just some quiet little nook in the country. I like in this driving scene. I don't think we have many Liz and Hyacinth driving scenes, do we, where they're actually in the car. Liz actually sort of gives back a bit to Hyacinth. She does. Because she's not used to the turn left here. I always turn left here. So it's quite nice to see Liz sort of standing up for herself. Yes. And it also, I like the fact that Hyacinth still treats Elizabeth just as she would treat Richard. Anybody that's driving her. Ultimately, Hyacinth has the right to tell them what to do. I noticed that I was, in fact, I was driving um, Mikey, my husband, to the post office the other day. He had some very large parcels that he didn't, he couldn't carry, so I was sort of the chauffeur. And we got to the end of the road, he went, turn left here. I thought bloody well where the post office is, and he didn't mind the bicycle. He literally said, mind the bicycle. Really? And I said, I said you like, you like Hyacinth? <laughs> didn't find it very funny. <laughs> then I started quoting other Hyacinth quotes to him, and the humour still. The humour soon dis- dissipated. Good heavens, Elizabeth, can't you see, dear? Oh, there's no one in the road. Not in the road, on the pavement. <laughs> I usually miss the ones on the pavement. Richard is outside the police station. and there's a li- very inconspicuous. Yes, there's a kind of a bit of a weak scene, to be honest, where he then gets recognised. Bumps into Emmett. Yes. But that said, the police station is clearly a really good place to meet people if you want to go in Harsinth and Richardstown, because you bump into everybody. Absolutely. And he bumps into Terence Hardiman, who um, died earlier on this year. Oh, I knew yeah. you'd know who he was. Yes, the demon headmaster. Do you know what? So I looked at his face and I thought, I know that man from somewhere. And I thought, I'm not going to bother looking it up because I knew that you would have done so. And sure enough, you did. Yeah. You're quite right. Demon headmaster. Hyacinth and Elizabeth arrive at the gates to Marston Hall. Now, unusually for this programme, they actually came up with a different name for the hall. Because in earlier episodes of Series 4 in particular, they they seem to be advertising, you know, they don't really care. But I guess because it's a residential address, they had to come up with uh, something else. Marston Hall doesn't exist, obviously, as a name. The gates and the building we see as Marston Hall, as I'm sure you know from Harold Snowd's book, not the same. Honington Hall. Honington Hall for the gates. Yes. And the building is Parnham Park. Yes. In West Sussex. Yeah. So quite a long way away. And you can go and look around Parnham Park. Can you? Yes. Gosh. I wonder what we'll be doing this summer. (laughs) Yes. Now you've got your Saturdays back. One of the reasons I love this particular moment is because um, they've driven a bit too far. Mm. So um, Liz has to reverse the Metro and Hyacinth offers to help her reverse the metro and of course in the process causes carnage when a chap driving towards them in do you know what the car is no it's a cream 
Russian Larder Reaver. Oh, you've got a story about Larder I've Reavers. I've got several stories about Larder Reavers. Um, he's God. driving a cream Larder Reaver with a suitcase strapped to the roof, which, mm. of course, then flies off because he has to slam the brakes on. And there's that nice moment where he says, you know, what the hell were you doing, woman? And that is the stunt driver, Stuart Fell who was also in the Channel 5 documentary. Well, there you go. And she says, I don't think I care for your tone, which is a lovely line. It's never her fault. No. Now, my my flatmate at university, mm. Janice, she was from Yeovil. She spoke like Vicky Pollard. Yeah, but no, but yeah, but no, but. She drove a cream larder reaver. Ah. And one day, when she was driving her larder reaver up from Yeovil to London, where mm. I was at university... The gear knob came off in her hand. Oh. Not just the gear knob that hold the gear stick. Oh my god, that's really dangerous. Yes, she was on the motorway. <gasps> and she, she went to change gear and the whole thing came out of the little kind of leather pouch. And that was the end of Janice. Uh well, sadly oh. Janice is no longer oh, with us. Got that. But not <laughs> it was nothing to do with the larder reefer. <laughs> The Larder Reaver was not responsible for that particular moment. If Janice's family listening, let us know we'll make a donation to a charity of your choice. <laughs> I just I'll never forget she walked through the door to our flat holding a gear stick. She went, my gear knob came off in my hand. <laughs> Only in a Larder Reaver. Yes, and that's a Russian car. It's a Russian car. Okay. <laughs> no wonder they're doing so badly in Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and don't you? Didn't you have an aunt that had a chauffeur-driven larder? Auntie reaver? Anne. Yes. Auntie Anne loved to drink. I mean, it runs in my family. But Auntie Anne, she loved to drink, and she had a chauffeur-driven larder reaver, so that. She could sit in the back and get sloshed. And a larder reaver, for those that aren't aware of what a larder reaver is. It's a very nondescript everyday car, or certainly was at the time. Yes, it was based because the Russians, um, let's be honest, they quite often, rather like the Chinese, they take designs, mm. successful designs from elsewhere, and they reproduce them. So the Lada Riva was actually a copy of a Fiat, um, but it wasn't very well built, hence Janice's gear knob. So Auntie Alice had a chauffeur-driven Fiat. Auntie Anne. Auntie Anne, sorry. She had a white chauffeur-driven Lada Riva, and I know that she used to like to drink in the back because I once got into her larder reaver, opened the glove box, and two <laughs> bottles of Smirnoff uh, fell out of the glove box and 40 player cigarettes. I can't remember the name of her chauffeur, but he used to drive her everywhere and she'd just be in the back of this larder reaver. Drinking. Yes, <laughs> absolutely off her face, poor thing. They don't make them like that anymore, do they? No, they no. don't. And she lived for surprisingly long. She's preserved. Yes, yes. pickled. Yes. <laughs> like a gherkin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'd better get that. I hope it's not the Chinese takeaway. We'll be back in a moment. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Welcome back, Bucketheads. We're talking about the fifth episode of Series 4 of Keeping Up Appearances, Looking for Properties. Hyacinth and Elizabeth have arrived mm. at Marston Hall. Huge house. Oh, it's beautiful. As they approach the house, Liz comments how beautiful it is. And mm. it is. It's a lovely property. And I love the way Hyacinth says, Drive on, Elizabeth. One spirit will expand. We don't at this point know, and spoiler alert, but I'm guessing people have seen more episodes keeping up appearances. We don't at this point know that actually they're not looking at buying the entire property. No. But at this point in the episode, supposedly, they're buying the whole building. It's a slightly strange moment. I don't know if you noticed, because mm-hmm. we then cut back to Richard, who is with Daddy in the police station. Yeah. And the phone rings. And it's Hyacinth on the phone who's tracked him down to the police station. Yeah. Hyacinth has phoned to say that she's found the perfect property mm. and she gives Richard the address. How has she phoned Richard? Because this was before the days of mobile phones. She hasn't yet got her mobile phone. No. So where's she phoned him from in this house? Well, I don't think... And also, we then cut back and they're still on on the drive. Exactly. So it's a slight odd moment. It doesn't quite work. But let's not overthink it because we'll ruin it. No, that's my department. But it it did occur to me. I did think, that's a bit odd. It's odd. In the police station, we see the actor Eric Cart who is who's there as the policeman, and then he's joined by the other one that we saw earlier come in. But we've seen Eric Cart in Keeping Up Appearances before. Tell us where. In Series 1, Episode 3, he's the car park attendant at the Stately Home. Well, there you go. Fun fact. You're a geek. Yes. And no mistake about it. Liz and Hyacinth are basking in the glory of the home. Oh, I like it. She hasn't even seen inside at this point, says Hyacinth. Liz says, it's very grand. Hyacinth says, 
It's very me. <laughs> the and perfect setting for my candlelight suppers with full, full silver service and hand-thrown after-dinner mints. Now, you came for dinner a few, uh, a few days ago. I did. And did you notice that I offered you hand-thrown after-dinner mints? I do every dinner party. I'll be honest with you, William. <laughs> I'd had one or two to drink. No. And I don't remember the latter moments of your soiree. Right. I, I remember it was fun. Mm. I don't remember the after-dinner mints. Well, I offered you and the other distinguished guests an Elizabeth Shaw hand-thrown after-dinner mint. Right. Yes. Gorgeous. Mm. Did I have one? I can't remember I that either. I don't think I did. No. I don't think I did. I think the best view was as we came down the drive. She wants Elizabeth to drive her back down the drive so she gets a better view of the house. Mm. I'm sure if she had a mobile phone, she'd then take a photograph of the house so she could look at the view yeah. at a later date. And so they do, they go back, and then they leave the car blocking the drive. Yeah. And in Harold Snow's book, he writes that, again, sort of how it had been written didn't kind of make sense. And also the estate agent who comes later that sort of supposedly gets hemmed in, well, if it was on anything but the bridge that they then actually leave it on, she could just drive onto the grass and round. Mm. Whereas actually plonking it on a bridge is actually going to, to prohibit anyone from coming in. Now, Richard arrives at Onslow and Daisy's home with Daddy. There's a bit of a silly scene with Daddy. Yeah. It's all a bit silly, that moment, isn't it? Doesn't really make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Um, Back to Hyacinth and Liz again. Now, the estate agent has arrived. Um, We have a Mrs. Bucket moment. Mrs. Bucket... Um, and she's she's rather annoyed because some idiot has blocked the drive. Of course, we know who that mm. idiot is. And Liz offers to go and move the car. <laughs> and I love it when Hyacinth says, it was a silly place to leave it. <laughs> who told her to leave it there? Um, it, it, we then Again, we then go back to Onslow and Daisy's. I think it's the first and only time we actually hear Daddy speak. He what says, does he say? His car won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's right. That was just like it. Gosh, you you could be a daddy impersonator. His car won't start. Uh, Why won't his car start? Because he's stolen the rotor arm. He's stolen the rotor arm. Do all cars have... I thought rotor arms were things at the front that you wound up. I have no idea. No, No. I don't think so. My car, I don't think, has a rotor arm. It's electric. No, yes. I don't know what my car does have, actually, but it seems to go. Um, Meanwhile... Hyacinth is meeting her neighbour. Sir Edward. Sir Edward. Although later on in this episode, when they're on an outdoors scene, she calls him Sir Edmund. Oh, William. Sorry. For goodness sake. Mind the foot! (laughs) And, yes, he references that he's got gout. Oh, yes. And I wonder if this sets it up, because obviously gout, in a a later episode we haven't got to yet, comes in as a theme. Mm -hmm. I wonder if this is where Hyacinth got her idea for gout. Well, gout was a very exclusive illness, wasn't it, of the upper classes. A duke's disease! Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he's got gout and he just keeps saying, Mind the foot! Um, Daisy, we have on zone Daisy driving uh, to take Richard because of the the absent rotor arm. She's wearing a really awful green hat. I mean, it is. I mean, look, we don't look to Onslow and Daisy for fashion advice, but it is particularly awful. Would you like to know my Chinese fun fact about green hats? It's what I live for. A green hat, I say traditionally in China, in the last hundred years, less so now, represented that was given to a man if your wife had been having an affair. Oh, gosh. So if you wore a green hat, it was to show, I don't know why you would, but this is Chinese belief, that, that you were a, you had been cuckolded, or whatever the phrase is. Right. 
So well, Daisy's in a green hat. But also, they probably put Daisy in a hat because, again, I just sort of quickly reread Harold's book. Uh, Judy Cornwall was not available for the outside filming, or for like she was available for one shot and then she had to go up north to do a play. And so, if you look, other than the shot of her getting out of the car, which is a close shot on her, apparently it was the props buyer in a lot of padding and a wig. And if you look, you never actually then see the front of Daisy ever again. How funny. Yeah. Hyacinth is boring Sir Edward with photos of Sheridan. She bores many people with photos of Sheridan. But is Hyacinth there representing a trait that I think a lot of people have, where they actually think their children are more fascinating to other people than they actually are to themselves? Yeah. Yeah. So it's nothing new. And we all do it. Yes. I mean, I don't have children. No. But sometimes my, you know, my nephew, I might share a a video, and I'm sure other people aren't. But he's adorable. Well, thanks for you saying that. But other people might not be so interested. Mm. I think it's a natural thing. But Hyacinth is very boring with the photos of Sheridan. But Sheridan did play an enormously convincing daffodil. He did. (laughs) Onslow et al. They all arrive in the Cortina. Mm. Um... Uh, I'll be honest with you, I find the Cortina moment a little bit disappointing because as they arrive in the Cortina, Hyacinth is wheeling Sir Edward out. Mm. And as the Cortina pulls in, surely it was the perfect moment for one of the legendary explosions from the exhaust pipe. There's no explosion. I'm wondering historic house that they were at. Maybe they couldn't use the fireworks. Maybe it was a location thing. Oh, yes. Maybe they said they didn't, they weren't prepared Delicate lead piping. Yeah. Oh, it might have been. Because mm. that would have been so funny if the Cortina had exploded outside that lovely house. Yes. But there isn't. And as Hyacinth sees the Cortina, she says, and she delivers it beautifully, Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> she runs off with Sir Edward in his wheelchair. Um, we, she then marries herself up again with, with her husband, Richard. And we learn now. It's just one flat. Yes, she's she's bought the flat. She's she's signed the documents. <laughs> but it, already. But it is just a flat. It's the buildings. The building is divided into small flats, and she's just bought one very small flat, which is fine. Thank goodness. Now at this point, Daddy decides to stick his gun up the estate agent's skirt. <laughs> and again, I love. I mean, obviously problematic now, but I do like the line, <laughs> Richard. Dad is about to prejudice our lease. <laughs> Now, you know I mentioned earlier it's a bit of a week ending. Yes. Because this is where it becomes very last of the summer wine, doesn't Mm. it? The end of this episode is Daddy chasing the estate agent, still trying to stick his gun up her skirt. Hyacinth is chasing, Richard's chasing, everybody's trying to stop Daddy, apart from Daisy and Onslow. Um, Well, is it Daisy and Onslow, are they? No, it's Liz and Onslow. It's Liz and Onslow. And a a back shot of Daisy. That's right. And the line is delivered by Onslow. I like the country. There's never a dull moment. Oh, no, it is. It is Daisy, actually. It is actually Daisy. Is it? And it is a front front shot. Yeah. I love the country. There's never a dull moment. Cue the end credits. Yeah. It's just a bit of a week ending. After some very good moments, a week week ending. There are some nice lines in this, I think. As an episode, it's, it's... I don't think it's one of their strongest... But there are some good lines, hand thrown after dinner mints. Yes. And sort of, well, obviously, all the lines in Keeping Up Appearances, most people remember, are the the ones that, we, you know, Room for a Pony, etc., Bouquet Residence. But it's the ones that are only ever used once that I particularly like. And I looked up hand thrown after dinner mints. Mm. I don't think they exist. They're not a thing. No, they're I, not a thing. You don't throw, I mean, you. I could throw you one by hand. <laughs> I could throw you one at your head. But I think, yeah, it's it's a nonsense phrase. 
Now, if you want to keep up with the bouquets, you can listen to William and me chatting through every episode of Series 1, 2 and 3. We'll return next week with the sixth episode of the fourth series. What can we expect from that? Well, we are going inside Marston Hall to please mind your head. Now, I bet you prefer that episode. It's a good episode. It certainly is. Remember, we're always in need of your help to let other people know about the world of Hyacinth Bouquet and our luxury podcast. If you wouldn't mind inviting them, tell them you're having CP Benedict drowned and instruct them to listen. We'd be frightfully grateful. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.